At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Hey, this is Brian Alvarez, and this is today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8 Side Network. Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern, and Saturdays, 10 Pacific, 1 Eastern, with Jim Valley, which sounds like a place for bodybuilders. It is Thursday here on this program, and you know what that means. We've got a lot to talk about here today including fallout from the AEW Dynamite show last night. Will the streak continue of 1 million-plus viewers? We're going to find out later on today. But a lot to talk about from that show, including championship matches, championship contender matches. Yes, the women's segment in the middle of the show. and, uh, And so much more. So, it's going to be fun. And you know what? Yesterday, I did not get to talk about NXT 2.0. But if we have time today, I can't wait. Particularly to talk about Pretty Deadly. The greatest act in all of professional wrestling. Giving old Sami Zayn a run for his money. We have updates on Tony D'Angelo. The NXT ratings... And as noted, not only do we have a lot to talk about from Dynamite, but they got some big shows coming up, including uh, very soon we're going to have like a month straight of live Rampage shows. So we've got a lot of matches to talk about there. And, uh, of course, NXT building up some stuff as well. And we've got an update on the, the NXT Performance Center after Hurricane Ian. So a lot to get into here today. We'll also have time to take your feedback. The text message line, 425-780-7566. That is 425-780-7566. I am Brian at WrestlingObserver.com. Yes, I am. At Brian Alvarez on Twitter. You can also super follow me on Twitter. We've had a lot to talk about, me and my super followers of late. Back in a moment with more Observer Live. Back in the show, Brian Elber is here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. 
A big uh, best wishes to everybody in or around the path of Hurricane Ian. Had uh, several talents not making it to Dynamite yesterday, and uh, others will likely not be making it to SmackDown tomorrow. I was told that the WWE Performance Center came out of this relatively unscathed. So that is a wrestling tie-in. But uh, still people that uh, live in the area that work for WWE that still have no power. So hopefully everything gets uh, cleaned up soon. And uh, that's the story on that. Last night, AW Dynamite. A lot of stuff happened on that show. And, (laughs) ah, whatever. Why don't we start with NXT? You know you want to talk about NXT. It'll put you in a good mood. At least part of it will. Nah, it's just laughing that uh, apparently some people are calling this the worst dynamite of all time. What? I don't know what's up with people these days. Yeah, really. I just don't know. I mean. We went through a whole pandemic. You remember those? You remember the first year, how that whole thing ended, Dark Order, all that? Not just that, but like, how in God's name do you have a show with Chris Jericho versus Bandito having that match in the main event? And your conclusion is... That was the worst dynamite of all time. Yeah. Not even close. But we'll get to dynamite later. You asked, so I'll I'll talk a little bit about NXT. There's two things I want to talk about. One, Saul Ruka, God bless her. And the other, it's like we got the good and the bad. Pretty deadly. They're good. They're they're the good part of this. Promise. Pretty deadly is the greatest act. <laughs> All of wrestling today. <laughs> Tomorrow it'll be Sami Zayn again. But my God. They're in the top percentile for sure. <laughs> Somebody on the chat was like, I skipped the segment. And I thought, you watched NXT, but you skipped that segment. You made a bad choice. Fool. This video of Pretty Deadly was the funniest. It was just like, I tweeted like they should get an Emmy just for that video. It was so what are they doing in developmental? Why are they there? Why are they not on the main <laughs> roster right now? Guys, I t- I'm telling you, you got to go back and watch this this pretty deadly thing. It was just the... And they can work, and they're not going to hurt anybody, and they're overflowing with charisma. This act is just the greatest. It's the greatest. So anyway, i got to put that over. And then, you know... I got it yesterday. Ah, oh, you're so mean. I wasn't mean to Saul Ruka. God bless Saul Ruka. This is not her fault. Why is she in the ring right now? Why? Don't even say, well, because she's a good-looking, fit blonde. They got like a dozen of those. Why is Saul Ruka in the ring right now? She's not ready. I felt so bad for her having to go out on national television and be absolutely, completely exposed like that. I mean, God bless her. Like, I I explained it last night, and this is not a personal attack on Sol Ruka. It's actually a personal assault on everybody who came up with this idea to put her in the ring. She went out there. Bro, I taught gymnastics for like 25 years or something like that. This was a women's floor routine with a professional wrestling motif. That's what it was. There was no pro wrestling involved. It was, I'm going to do a gymnastics move, and then we're going to stand and look at each other, and then I'm going to do another gymnastics move, and then we're going to stand and look at each other, and then I'm going to do another gymnastics, and eventually I'm going to win. 
And I just, God, why do they do this? This is this is what the judges gave it, I believe. If, if I mean, we're going it, with that, they then were on nice a routine. And you it's know? unfair to her. I feel bad for her. I mean, how do you think she feels going out there and doing that and knowing I am not ready to be doing this? It was on a tape show, by the way. So what you saw, like, may have been edited for all I know. It's like, dude, just hire wrestlers and let them wrestle. I'm not saying don't do the whatever deal, uh, NIL deals. I'm not saying don't look for great athletes. But, bro, if you find if you find a uh, – and Braun Breaker doesn't even count because he grew up in a wrestling family. But, like, you know, if you find a Bianca Belair, that's awesome. That's awesome. She's great. But this is just a disaster. It's a disaster. I, I I never saw the reason to throw everybody into the pool at once. You know, yeah, the creeds on the surface looked like they were going to have more potential because of where they came from and the type of machines they were working out and how they worked out and all that stuff. Same thing with Braun Breaker. Poor Saul Ruka falls into the Lash Legend category where... Why are we seeing this woman? Why are we seeing this woman in the ring now? Especially when you have so many other women on your roster that you are trying to form, including Tiffany Stratton, who has gotten a great start, but she is far, far from, you know, ready to be walking in and main eventing WrestleMania. Same thing with whoever you like, Fallon Henley or Zoe Stark or whoever. They still need to be polished up in all best-case scenario before they go to the main roster. Concentrate on them. Saul Ruka, should, Saul Ruka should not be anywhere other than maybe on level up. I mean, if you look at her, she is a physical specimen. You see her standing next to those other women. I mean, you look at her upper body. She is in incredible shape. Why are we being exposed to this woman now before we can even know if she can wrestle, especially when you've done this with Lash Legend? And is Lash Legend any better off for it? I would say no. No, she's not. You know, uh, well, let's talk more about some other news here, then we'll get going. Uh, Tony D'Angelo should be back sooner than you would think. Uh, I saw the, I was actually baffled they put it on television, but I guess it's a taped show, and I mean, you've got to fill up two hours. But they showed the match with him and Wes Lee, and he took a drop toehold into the buckle. And literally, there was no twisting. There was no... He just landed on his knee, and it hurt. And he didn't get back up. And they stopped the match. And, you know, God bless everybody involved, but... Wes Lee was nearly in tears. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you were sad that your, your friend got hurt and everything like that, but... You must keep character, okay? It was he didn't break his neck. He was holding Isn't his that knee. Kind of though, Wesley's character. If somebody's going to kind of feel really bad about this, it but probably he was would be in Wesley. A match to determine who was going into a ladder match for the North American title, and you won. But he's a really good and guy. You're not gonna... just a good guy. Okay, listen. I understand that. Like, you don't want to see the guy hurt his knee. But, bro, you're punching him, you're kicking him, you're slamming him, you're hitting him with moves. You're actively trying to hurt him throughout the match. It doesn't make any sense that you would do a drop toe hold and win a match with a drop toe hold and then cry. It doesn't make sense. Sports, bro. Sports. It's what happens, you know? Two guys are out there trying to kill each other. Somebody goes down on the field. You get that moment of reflection. Man, that could have been me. 
And if anybody's going to do that, like I said, it's going to be Wesley. Now, if I ever see a heel do this, no, no, you, you got to get fired right away. Bill Watts style, get out. Wesley was not Wesley was not happy with winning via injury. This person says, "Well, how was he going to win?" Well, Brian, remember, this is a guy that turned down an opportunity to just be put right into the qualifier, so he's he's not a bright guy, maybe? He's just okay, very nice. You're going you're gonna to hit an Inzagiri and brain him in the back of the head and cover him, but that didn't hurt him in storyline unless you're just going to only technical wrestle. Mm. The moment you throw a strike or a throw or whatever, you're potentially hurting the other person, right? Ah, who cares? The point is, the good news uh, Tony D'Angelo, it does not appear to be a serious injury. He should be back soon. So that is that is good news. NXT, 660,000 viewers. Down 4.1% from last week. Lowest audience total for the show since August 9. 18 to 49. 14th on the cable charts, 0.16. Of course, the Weather Channel topped the cable charts as a result of Hurricane Ian. So, uh, and as always, you know, my wife was glued to the Weather Channel, so this doesn't surprise me one bit. When she's watching the Weather Channel, trust me, a lot of people are watching the Weather Channel. So uh, that's that, and then they'll be back live next Tuesday. So uh, we'll see where things go, and we'll see what the set looks like after uh, taking two weeks off. Back in a moment, we're going to just go right into Dynamite. Observer Live. The walls falling through the floor. Just as well to keep it. I get some game in store. You're with me now. We'll be again. Other points in between. And the cool, cool mornings. Turn the days of swim or sink. Living right is easy. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Man, I can already tell. I can already tell. That is, the kids say, I'm going to have to simp. Right? For who? The women. Again. Oh, boy. Well, you're going to... It's going to be a yeoman's effort from you, I feel. Listen, everybody. 
Mm. Was that segment with Soraya last night great? No. 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 It no, was it wasn't. not. Okay. No. She even tweeted today that it wasn't great. No. What did she say? That's right. Soraya admits she may have been, quote, a little rusty during her appearance on AEW Dynamite. After making her debut at Grand Slam, Soraya cut a promo on this week's show leading to the title match between Tony Storm and Serena Deeb. She posted to social media on Thursday, stating she is proud of the segment for showcasing, quote, a good portion of the women's division, even if it was not her best performance. On a good note, she said, I'm so proud of the women yesterday. Not only did they get more than five minutes to have a match, it was the first ever lumberjack match. A woman on commentary and a good portion of the roster being showcased. That's a win, even if I was a little rusty. Now, let's just start with that, then we'll talk about the full show in the next segment, because i got a couple things to say. First off, did it make any sense to have a lumberjack match last night? No, of course not. Now, I'm going to pull a Dave here, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you why I think they did a lumberjack match, okay? This is not me defending. Do you understand? This is not me defending the lumberjack match. This is me telling you why I think they did it, okay? As I pointed out, if you look at the quarters, when they were just doing a random one-on-one women's match in the death segment, it died every week, okay? So they finally decided, and this did not have to do with me, but we all recognize it, we all talked about it here on this show. They finally decided, you know what, we should actually try something with these women. And so they began doing tag matches with what they believed were the biggest stars in the first hour. And you know what? It did better. And every time they did a tag match, a multi-woman match in the first hour, it did way better than when they did a random one-on-one singles match in the second hour. I hate to quote CM Punk of all people these days, but stop me when I'm lying, okay? That's what happened. You can look at the quarters. So I think the reason, I'm not defending it because in storyline, why would you have a lumberjack match? But the reason they booked a lumberjack match, the reason Tony Khan put a lumberjack match on television was because he looks at the quarters and segments with a large number of women have been doing better. That's why he did it. Now, was there any storyline? No, of course not. Why would we have a... Why is there a lumberjack? I don't know, okay? Was Soraya's promo great? No. She even... At one point, she was trying to say, I I created a revolution there, and I'm going to create a revolution here. And instead, she said, I created a revolution here. And I will create a revolution here. She was not on her game, okay? Then I'm going to hear about it. Listen, I go to the dentist four times a year. It doesn't mean I like the dentist, okay? But let's talk about Britt Baker again because I heard all about it today. Why is Britt Baker the centerpiece? Why is Britt Baker being pushed? Why is Britt Baker all over the show? Am I the only one, Mike? Am I the only one? No, you're not. Okay. No. Thank no, you. You're not. Thank you. You're open. It's okay. I'm not saying that at any point was the women's division ever on fire in AEW, but am I wrong? 
the hottest this division has ever been was when Britt Baker was the champion. Am I wrong about that? Was it hotter when Thunder Rosa was the champion? Was it hotter now that Tony Storm is the champion? What was the hottest period of AEW? It was when Britt Baker was the champion, right? Then people yeah. go, well, they never let anyone get over. Bro, dude, Thunder Rosa beat her, and the idea was that she was going to be a huge star. She wasn't. Don't tell me they didn't try. We all watched the Thunder Rosa reign, okay? They did not go from Thunder Rosa back to Britt Baker. In fact, I don't know what everyone's talking about, but you can go up, stop me if I'm lying, go up and look at Britt Baker's win-loss record of late. She's been in there putting people over. Am I, am I watching a different show than everybody else? She was, uh, granted, there weren't a lot of people that talked last night, but she was by far the best talker in that entire segment last night. And everyone's like, and the other one I heard today was that we just need something different. We need to turn her baby face. And Jamie Hayter can feud with her as a heel. I almost fell out of my chair. Have we forgotten Britt Baker's baby face run? You want to turn Britt Baker baby face. And you want Jamie Hayter, who last night, the fans randomly just started chanting her name at the top of her lungs. You want her to be the heel? Am I in an alternate universe here? Britt is a thousand times better as a heel. And Jamie is going to be super over as a babyface. And I know that people think, well, you know, they're back together again or whatever. Like, why are they, aren't they going to do it? Listen, first off, AW doesn't do anything quick. Obviously, Britt and Jamie are going to break up. And Jamie is going to go babyface. And she's going to be a huge star as a babyface. At least as big a star as uh, AEW female can get at this point. And she's going to feud with and she's going to beat Britt Baker, right? Am I wrong? I mean, I don't know, but like, is that not obvious that's the direction we're going here? Why hasn't it happened yet? Well, I don't know. I don't know, but I do know two things, okay? Number one, number one, they take a long time to get to where they're going. Historically, am I wrong? It's going to be a while. They don't do anything quick. And the other thing I know, and I don't know if this is the reason, but based on history, this could be the reason. There have been many start and stop pushes that have resulted from something happening, okay? Whether that be, remember even um, Alistair Black was talking about how, you know, uh, I was injured. And that's why everything was put on hold with the House of Black for a while. But they don't talk about anybody being injured. So no fans knew that. They just thought, well, this thing starts and stops and da 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 da, da. There's a very good chance that whatever's going on with Britt and, uh, and Jamie Hayter was also going to involve Thunder Rosa. Who one day showed up and said, I'm hurt, I can't wrestle now. And now she's gone, and nobody knows when she's going to be back. So there's a good chance that the reason that this began and then stopped is because they're waiting for Thunder Rosa. Just like we put this six-man title thing on hold for like a year and a half because we were waiting, and then, you know, Kenny Omega went down, and they literally waited until he came back. And then four weeks later, we have six-man champions, and then we all know how that happened. But anyway... 
Yeah, was this segment great? No. Was it an absolute disaster that made this the worst dynamite of all time? No. And I don't know what's going on. Well, who cares? Whatever. I've said my piece. I could rant for years. No, it was not the worst thing on the worst dynamite ever. That would be silly, but it was overbooked. You know, you go, well, why couldn't it have been? How could this have become a lumberjack match? Because at the beginning of the show, you've had how many, how many, there were what, four matches, five matches? How many segments did you have where you talked to somebody backstage or something was going on where at the beginning of the show, you couldn't have had Penelope Ford and Britt Baker and Rebel and Jamie all beat somebody down or attempt to beat down Tony Storm before her match against Serena Deeb and Soraya's there and they do something where she's got a reason to make it a lumberjack match and she's got a reason to introduce both the rosters. I'm not going to get on her about the fact that she flubbed. Hey, it happens to everybody and it had to really suck to be out there because it was hard not to feel for her because it went on painfully for so long. But the fact that that whole segment was set up to be that way and to be so whack and have her just walk by Brit on the way out and here we go with the match, you know, that's the booker's fault. That's whoever put it, it, put it together's fault. And that's also where two things can be true as far as I'm not blaming Britt Baker for anything, but Britt Baker's the only person who's gotten over there as far as a women's star goes, period. There has been nobody else. Thunder Rosa did not get over, and who knows what exactly all the reasons are behind that, whether she was hurt, whether there was this or that, who cares? You know, Jamie Hayter is going to because partially the association with Britt Baker, and that's not Baker's fault, but it's somebody's fault that we've gone on this long now and with the and look, and I understand Chris Statlander's hurt, and that's look. I'm not discounting that at all because I think she was going to be a big piece of the puzzle. But there has been nobody else, and at some point there has got to be somebody else. No matter what the excuses are, you have got to find somebody else. And right now, Tony Storm is spinning. Ruby Soho, I know she's hurt, but she was just sitting there spinning. Athena came in. People thought she was going to be the answer. I never thought she was, but she's just kind of sitting there spinning. So, yeah, you got to figure out something because you have that, and then you have a really powerful Jade that's a completely separate can of worms that you got to deal with. Back in a moment with the full Dynamite Review Observer Live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. 
It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sumbervive, also WrestlingObserver.com. I got to say one other thing, not specifically about Brit, but Brit and Jamie Hayter this this. And, and many other things as well. I th- a thousand percent agree with people who say sometimes this stuff goes on way too long. Sometimes you just got to pull the trigger. Even if it isn't when you were ready to do it, sometimes, as the great Buddy Wayne, the late great Buddy Wayne used to say, when it's time. Sometimes you plan for when it's going to be time. But sometimes, no matter what your plan is, Maybe it's too early. Maybe it's too late. And, I mean, the most obvious one that just pops into my head every time is that Julia Hart turn. Oh, my God. Like, it was time. And they held it off and held it off and held it off. And and finally they didn't. It was like, all right, let's move on now. wasn't even like, yay! They missed the time. So, yes, that, like, people, what's the one thing you would fix about AEW? Well, sometimes let's get to the point. Now, it's less so now, but when Vince was in charge, like he created a generation of people that have absolutely zero patience whatsoever. It's like everything is paid off on the show because if not, if you don't pay it off on the show, he's going to forget next week and it's never going to get paid off. So, like, you either had to pay it off immediately. Now, you know, Hunter's more, he's more of a long term guy, but like, there's a happy medium. You know, we all want longer-term storytelling. It doesn't mean we want a story that lasts five years, okay? If it happens to go five years, that's fine. But, like, don't plan out five years because God knows, you know, someone's contract expires, they leave, or, you know, it, it was time two years ago, but now you've pissed, you've missed the, uh... Yes, I said that. You've missed the peak. Not pissed the meek! Hey, let's talk about this Rampage, or this Dynamite show. Open up with the Jericho Appreciation Society coming out. No Jake Hager. Luigi Primo is there. They're all in their outfits and whatever. And uh, Jericho cuts a promo about Bandito being the Ring of Honor champion. He's the most honorable guy. And uh, then we have Daniel Garcia stepping up. And Daniel Garcia is about to cut this promo. He's going to give Jericho peace of his mind. And Jericho says, before you speak, think about what you're going to say. Because if you say the wrong thing, I'm going to have to take you out. And now comes Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, and he comes to the ring and he basically tells Garcia, listen, Jericho's not making choices for you. I'm not even making choices. You make your choice. You can go with those guys or you can come to the Blackpool Combat Club. And everybody pops like, oh my God, he's got the invite. And uh, and so it was kind of a little bit weird because Daniel Garcia was largely great, but uh, he didn't really leave the Jericho Appreciation Society. But he did ask for a tag match. So it's going to be uh, Daniel Garcia and Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, again, against uh, Chris Jericho and uh, I think Sammy Guevara. It's going to be a tag match. And it may have been by design that he didn't make it clear that he was leaving. I guess I guess we'll find out. It is pro wrestling. But then uh, Daddy Magic stepped up and he challenged Danielson and so the opener was, in fact, Brian Danielson versus Matt Menard. 
And uh, Danielson, of course, beat him with the LaBelle lock. And I thought it was a good match. Some people, you know, the crowd, crowd wasn't hot, this and that. And, you know, the fact of the matter is this was (laughs) – you guys realize that Matt Menard tore his labrum and did absolutely zero matches for, like, three months or something like that, ever since whenever um, Blood and Guts was. And then uh, he came back for the one match uh, last Friday or last week with – Hook and uh, and the uh, runaway action Bronson the uh, um the Wabash Cannonball Bronson and uh, was almost killed and then he was basically thrown into the, the ring Wabash with Brian Danielson here I thought he did a hell of a job all things considered it was a good match and Brian beat him and that was that then we had a MGF Wheeler Utah promo before he, you go on Daniel Garcia's faces as. Brian Danielson is saying, you can do anything you want. The faces he kind of subtly makes were excellent, which is why at the end, if you really put some logical thought behind it, you just go, why doesn't he just punch Jericho in the face and leave? Like, that's, you know, he's almost stupid by the end of it, you know, with whatever Jericho's going to say. And I know they're dragging it out, but I'm kind of ready for this thing to to, to get to kick in here. Well, we're going to see what happens when they get to kick in next week, Mike Sempervivi. Now, Here's another one. Wheeler Yuta comes out. And MJF, you know, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. But when I was telling you guys about MJF and, quote, New York, and you guys were telling me that New York wasn't actually New York, I said, bro, if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, I'll admit I'm wrong. But let's wait till they're out of New York, the state of New York, and we'll see what happens. Well, here they are, out of the state of New York. They were in Philadelphia! That's not New York! It means they hate anything from New York, including MJF, well, who came out in guess a Tom Seaver jersey, guess as what? there's a war going on in the guess NLEs. Guess what? He got booed from start to finish. That part of that jersey. Let's see what your excuse is next week. He came out in a Buffalo Bills Let's jersey see. and played the crowd, you goof. What? Well, obviously. Here's the deal obviously, with MJF. It's just like I've been saying the whole time. He's going to go some places and people are going to throw babies and be cheered. And he is going to have to do what he can absolutely do, which is control the crowd with psychology and get them to hate him the same way a flair would have to do it in mid-Atlantic when they would cheer him and he'd go back and he'd want them to boo him. That's just going to be the way it is. Some crowds are going to take to it faster than others, but I guarantee you MJF goes walking into, oh, I don't know, Atlanta right now doing the same thing. He's going to get booed out of the building the same way he exactly. did last night. Exactly. That's my point. That's my point. What's your point? My point is your point there was, was this Buffalo idea and Long Island are the same. That this guy is never was. going to get. He's never going to get booed again. He's going to get cheered everywhere. He's going to get cheered. He, I said no. He's going to get out of New York and he's going to be booed everywhere. And he's going to be booed everywhere. Well, we'll find out. But. uh Obviously, obviously he was going against a hometown guy. Obviously he was trying to... That's the point. He's trying to get booed. And it worked here, unlike anywhere in New York. Anywhere in the state of New York, it didn't work. But it worked here. I don't care how much Griselda has brought the sound back and the feeling back. Buffalo is not one of the five boroughs, as you tried to claim. Dagan says he'll bet an entire year subscription to my super followers that MJF will be cheered again when he is not in New York. All right, Dagan, I'll take that bet. What is the standard retail value on that? You're asking me to do math. 
Anyway, so uh, Wheeler Yuta came out, and I thought, and maybe I'm in the minority, I thought Wheeler Yuta did a great job on this show. I thought he was great on this show. And uh, and they're going to have a match next week. They had a brawl later on to set it up. The fans were, were super into uh, Wheeler, and I thought this all worked out great. And I will take that bet about MJF being booed in Atlanta, Decatur, mm. <laughs> Kansas City, <laughs> Bothell. I thought you were going to go through all your... Wherever uh, you live. Your area codes from that ludicrous song. But, you know, uh, Wheeler Yuta uh, thrown into the deep end of the pool. It's hard to look good and sound good against MJF. If he wanted to verbally eviscerate Yuta, he absolutely could. In fact, he kind of did last week, and they played on that this week. But he's holding up to his end of the deal, I think, right now. And that's what you want from a guy who's either going to be an important piece of ROH and or AEW, obviously, moving forward. I did not put Buffalo in New York City, you geek. I put, you I put Buffalo might in as well New have. York. You know, you know, you know you what? Acted like you know what state Buffalo's same. in? New York. You acted like it was Buffalo, all the same. New York. That's why they call Buffalo, New York, Buffalo, New York, because it's in New York. Bro. I didn't say it was in New York City. San Francisco in Los Angeles. San are Francisco's not the same in thing. California. It's not the same Los thing, Angeles though. is in California. You try to compare Redding those people. Redding is in, I don't know where Redding is, but I think it's in California. You try to compare those people, and the New York people don't like you for it. Oh, no. Would you going to John really, Moxley really? faced Juice Robinson, and he defeated him. It was Brian Alvarez. And it was a uh, it was a good match. Oh, rock hard in there. Highlight of this match was John Moxley decided he's going to play Brian Danielson. And, dude, he threw a kick, and I think he killed Juice Robinson. <laughs> I don't even know how they got that guy back to life to finish this match. I howled. So, anyway, he beat him, and then uh, it was a good match. It was a good match. God, and I'm not a fan of stiff work, but every now and then I see something stiff, and I laugh because I'm a bad person sometimes. No, because you kind of know the people, and you can imagine what conversation is taking place, either that led up to it in the moment or, or taking place after it. Well, you know, I don't, I didn't really feel bad for Juice, cause he's rock hard. <laughs> we had the Soraya segment, which we talked about. That was uh, I hate this thing here. Something's always got to go wrong. Where was I? We had the Soraya segment. We talked about it anyway, so I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> he killed everything there, didn't it? Well, I push a button and then the whole thing just gets all messed up. Then we had Serena Deeb and Tony Storm. That's the sin of what happened is this match gets forgotten about because of that segment of talking. I didn't forget about it. It was a hell of a match, and I it really, Tony Storm is incredibly talented, and so is Serena Deeb, and hopefully they can get this women's division going because they were great. Man, they, they had a match, and they were working hard, and nobody cared. Why is Dave on the screen? And then all of a sudden, <laughs> we got a middle rope pile driver for the pin, and man, this place, all of a sudden, they just, it's like a WWE crowd. All of a sudden, they just went nuts, and they stand up, and they're giving them a standing ovation. And it worked out. That part worked out great. But, you know, there was a promo that wasn't very good. Worst rim. Uh, whatever. Uh, it's more segments backstage. Ricky Stark squashed Eli Isom. Just got a win. And then next week's the anniversary show. It is MGF versus Wheeler Yuta. National Scissoring Day with the acclaimed and Billy Gunn. And, by the way... I hate to say this, but I'm gonna. Gonna make people mad. But at least this time, I won't be making someone in WWE mad. Pretty deadly was scissoring years ago.
It's true. MGF and Wheeler Yuta, National Scissoring Day. Luchasaurus will be in action. Darby Allen will face Jay Lethal, and Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia will face Jericho and Sammy Guevara. This led to, god darn dang it, the main event, Chris Jericho and Bandito for the Ring of Honor World title. Do I have to simp for Chris Jericho now? Because I will. This bro, Mike, and listen, I ain't taking nothing away from Bandito. This was an absolute star-making performance from Bandito. The two of these guys, single-handedly, even though there was two of them, single-handedly revitalized. They resurrected. ROH rose from the grave with this main event here on Dynamite. Jericho's in there, and he took everything. He was upside down for 57 seconds when Bandito did a vertical suplex. He's taken Hurricane Rana's off the apron. He took the, the moonsault SOS slam off the top rope. This guy's taken everything from Bandito. Bandito's just on fire. This These fans are there on their feet. They're giving him a standing ovation. And finally, Chris Jericho whoosh, covers his eyes with his own mask. Goes for the walls, gets cradled. Guy still can't see. He puts him in the walls. Bandito's like fighting. He can't see, so he doesn't know where the ropes are. So he's lost all hope. He taps out. And as great as the match was, as great as this match was, dude, I thought the post-match was better. And I'll tell you why after the break. I'll have more to say tonight on the Brian Avini Show. Video.f4wonline.com at 9 Pacific Midnight Eastern. WrestlingObserver.com for audio subscribers. But this match ends and Jericho calls Bobby Cruz into the ring to do the announcement. And then he grabs a mic and he, and he says, you know what? Talks about how he's beaten Bandito. And he says that he's the greatest Ring of Honor champion of all time. And he essentially says that he is going to go on a rampage and beat every former Ring of Honor champion. He challenges Brian Danielson to a match here coming up in a couple of weeks. And then he says, I will desecrate the legacy of Ring of Honor. I will destroy every former Ring of Honor champion, commentator, referee, and ring announcer. And he boots Bobby Cruz, and he gives him that back elbow and I just watched the last few seconds of this show, and I thought, dude, this is the greatest, easiest storyline. Chris Jericho, the dishonorable Ring of Honor, who doesn't care one bit about honor. He just wants to bring dishonor to Ring of Honor. He's going to desecrate the title and beat all the former champions. And I was like, I can't believe it. This guy, I am now fully invested in the Ring of Honor championship. Because of this angle and this match with Bandito. And man, I got more tonight. I got a lot more. I was in awe. You better not turn out to be Vince with the do-rag on an ECW. It's a good show. 
So is Dynamite. Now I'll talk more about it tonight with Vinny. Brian and Vinny Show. I'm Pacific Midnight Eastern Video.f4wonline.com, WrestlingObserver.com as well. And hey, you should super follow me. Ask Jingu, my biggest rival. Even he is raved about being a super follower. That's the highest praise you can give. Talk to you next time, everybody. See you, Mike. Wrestling Observer Live. You have been listening to the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8Side Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.